Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. It's Wednesday. I'm Justin Bull in for Aaron Allen. And this is The Rundown. Big changes to abortion law in Indiana took effect yesterday. Clinics stopped performing abortions ahead of the state's near-total abortion ban, officially taking effect. My colleague Michael Puente reports that a petition is pending before the Indiana Supreme Court. It's asking the ban to stay on hold while legal action continues. But Planned Parenthood and other clinics stopped providing abortions based on guidance from the state that the law would take effect on or around Tuesday. Here's Rebecca Gibron, who heads Planned Parenthood of Indiana, Kentucky, and four other states. Up until today, Indiana was the region's pivotal state for preserving abortion access. We saw patients as far away as Texas. So it's a really dark day for millions of Hoosiers and other people from other states who rely on Indiana and Planned Parenthood for abortion care. As of this morning, it's not clear when Indiana's high court might take action on the petition that requests the new law stay on hold. There were a couple developments yesterday in the Northwestern hazing scandal. Head volleyball coach Shane Davis avoided a Big Ten media event. He's being sued by a former athlete for alleged hazing. My colleague Lisa Phillip reports that the player said Davis forced her to run suicide sprints until she required medical attention. Davis said he couldn't comment on the litigation. And at the media event, assistant coach Pedro Mendez said he couldn't speak to the allegations because he joined the team this year. From my, my time here, it's been a lot about like respect, and we try to keep the standards pretty high. But we're always trying to make sure that the athletes are, you know, like feeling respected and, and heard. The other development: Northwestern said it hired former U.S. Attorney General Loretta Lynch to review its athletic department. The university faces multiple lawsuits from former athletes alleging it failed to stop hazing. There was once a Green Line stop at Racine and 63rd Street in Inglewood, but it's been closed since 1996. Now, lawmakers are looking at reopening it. My colleague Esther Yunji Kang reported that federal lawmakers yesterday announced $780,000 in funding for the Chicago Transit Authority to explore reopening the station with modernized accessibility standards. The money comes through the Federal Transportation Department and is part of a broader effort to bring modern infrastructure and equity to historically under-resourced communities around the country. CTA officials say they will talk to the community about the proposed reopening. But earlier this year, Block Club reported that voters in Inglewood overwhelmingly supported reopening the station. 93% of 16th Ward voters approved the move in a non-binding referendum that was on the ballot in March. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has signed legislation that makes it easier for people in prisons to get out early. The law allows those in prison to earn sentence credits for participating in drug abuse and education programs. Aditi Singh is with the Alliance for Safety and Justice, an organization that advocates for public safety. We believe that opportunities for rehabilitation reduce crime and improve long-term public safety outcomes and Providing incentives for people to be prepared for life after prison is a proven approach to improving both individual outcomes and making communities safer. 
The governor also signed legislation that makes changes to supervision programs for when a person leaves prison. That law aims to make supervision requirements easier and more effective. And now for a few quick hits. Hundreds of immigrants staying at temporary shelters have been moved by the city over the past few days to the Broadway Armory in Edgewater and the American Islamic College in Buena Park. The Sun-Times reports that the change comes just before the start of Lollapalooza and the start of a new semester at City College campuses. Mayor Brandon Johnson said the move was planned in advance and not contingent on any event. And NASA lost contact with Voyager 2 two weeks ago. But yesterday, they reported they have detected a signal from the interstellar space probe. They say they hope to communicate with it again by October. Voyager 2 launched more than 45 years ago to explore the outer solar system. It is 12.3 billion miles away from Earth. In the weather here... It's a sunny day in Chicago, some clouds and high temperatures in the mid-80s, low of 68 tonight. Should be another lovely summer day. That's it for now. Coming up later today, Aaron talks with the curator of a new community-built art exhibit on the north side. It examines dolls, play, and queer identity. Knowing that sometimes our relationship with toys, with playing, feeling encouraged to play with certain toys or discouraged to play in certain ways, all shapes our adult identities. I wanted to hear the voices of the Chicago community themselves and then build the exhibit around that. You can hear more about the A Dream House of Our Own exhibit at 2 p.m. in the Rundown podcast feed. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Justin Bull, and we'll talk to you then.